I loved it. It was the coolest experience I've ever had. Um, you know, going back to my alma mater, teaching in the program that I helped start as a student uh, was it, it, it was it was humbling. It was eye opening, and it was the most fulfilling thing outside of being a dad that I've ever done. Welcome to the Sage Warrior Gentleman Podcast, where we explore the three facets of the modern man and discuss leadership, chivalry, and style so that you can continue to bring your best to the world. Hi, I'm Jeff Hendrickson, and through impactful subjects and in interviews with men I've known and worked with in various industries over the years, you'll learn some valuable lessons about modern men and their struggles and triumphs. For this episode, I'll be speaking to my friend and former colleague, Brian Tudor. As a competitive and ambitious trailblazer with a fresh interpretation of product design, Brian looks for breakthrough innovation opportunities and uncharted challenges. Trained as a journalist, his ability to ask questions and decipher the answers is helpful in modern design storytelling and in crafting optimized digital experiences that set him apart from the crowd. When not immersed in the world of digital marketing and innovation, he enjoys spending free time as a geek blogger, journalist, and showrunner of the infamous podcast. Brian enjoys sharing his love of comic books, movies, video games, television, and other geek-related topics with his community across different media channels. Please join me for this fascinating conversation with my buddy, Brian Tudor. So, Brian, man, thanks very much for joining me on this podcast. So, we're actually recording in Brian's home studio. I finally get to see Brian's home studio tonight, and uh, he's got a good setup here. So, Brian is the guy that really got me started in podcasting. When I started talking about doing some sort of a podcast, Brian heard, and um, he's the guy that helped me get set up with the equipment that I've got and started giving me some really good uh, advice on how to do it. So finally got him to sit down to do this podcast interview. So, Brian, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Welcome. Uh, you know, finally got you up here. I think studio is a, a bit of a overreach, but, you know. <laughs> it's a studio. It's a studio. So Brian and I have been working together now for bleh, how long? Two and a half years? Two, three. 2008 so, or 2018 18 yeah because we so. started together at kroger i think i think you started like a week before i did at kroger After. huh oh no a week before you're right yeah week it was a week before, before me before at you. kroger yep. and then i came in and we, we became good buds then so we've done several things together and continue to do that so let's get into the format then and the first thing we start off with is tell us about yourself what do you do <laughs> What are you into? You're into a lot of stuff. I'm looking around here in the studio, and you, you all can't see the studio, but he's going to tell you about this. So, uh, all right. So, my name is Brian Tudor. Uh, like you, I'm a UX designer. Uh, I guess I'm not quite in your league as a UX designer, but you know, still, uh, I, I I partake in the uh, the effort. Um, what am I into? That is, uh, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Yeah, I, it I'm, is. It is. You know, uh, obviously, I'm into design. I'm really into Star Wars and toys, and um, it's funny that you're having me on something called Sage Warrior Gentleman when, you know, it should be Sage Warrior Manchild um, <laughs> for this week. Uh, I'm really, really into, like, personal electric vehicles, so electric skateboards, one wheels. Uh, I got an electric bike a couple months ago that I absolutely am in love with, and it has replaced my car for just any kind of errand that I have to run. 
Um, you know, into comics, uh, movies, TV, and obviously podcasting. So okay, so what's your podcast called? My podcast is called the Infamous Podcast. We are uh, getting ready to celebrate our sixth anniversary next month. Nice. Um, and it's funny because the week of our sixth anniversary, we were doing our first. Well, not our first, but we're doing our first live show since everything COVID. Uh, at a local brewery here in Cincinnati, so it'll be a good time. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait to come up for that. And, and I, I should be bringing friends. Hopefully they remember and have it on their calendar so that I bring friends with me when I come up. Um, yeah, I've been reaching out to everybody who's good. like like shitty little band I went to see. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, remember when I went to the, see your, your shitty guys. little band like three times? Right. <laughs> so time to show up. Hopefully they'll be there. So Hopefully either they way, will. You know, uh, that's cool. But. That's cool. And where are you working right now as a UX professional? Uh, so I am a senior UX consultant for a company called Vaco, and I work for a med tech company as one of their UX leads. Live up here in Mason. A lot of traffic coming into Mason. Yeah, coming north from from where you this are, way, it's yeah. uh, everybody's everybody who works in the city is trying to escape the city before uh, sundown. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get into the lessons part because, as you know from listening to a couple other of the episodes, this is all meant to be a be a podcast where people can listen and they're, they're going to listen to you answer a particular question and they might go listen to john and they mm -hmm. might go listen to steve and and whoever else and kind of compare answers so <clears throat> the way we start off with is sharing a big mistake with us something that you felt that man you could have done it better and what you might have learned from that mistake that's a very good question because um, there's so many. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, th I think some of the times where I've made just kind of the biggest mistakes is when I get emotional, when I let my emotions get too involved. Um, and it's, it's, I, I stop using the, the normally very rational part of my brain and act counterintuitive to my gut. Uh, and, and, and move either move on from a job that I shouldn't have moved on from or, you know, into a relationship that I shouldn't have ended or, or whatnot. Um, and, you know, it, it, it always comes with a, a lesson that I've learned where, uh, for example, I, I, I left a, a job um, working for a healthcare company and went to work for an ad agency. And, uh, you know, I kind of got a little big for my britches and you know the title like you know it was a vp title and mm -hmm. i wasn't ready for that um and i didn't do enough due diligence because i let my emotions get the best of me and it turned out that the ceo of that particular agency uh lied just flat out to me yeah. and and you know normally you know me i'm a, I'm a trust but verify yeah and i didn't bother to verify yeah. and and i got i actually got some good advice from a couple friends to to avoid this person and i was like you're wrong like no this like he guy told me exactly what i wanted to hear yeah and i i you know i, I fell for it so mm. um you know and and it's that kind of situation where it's like okay now fool me once you know uh now i know what to look for in those kind of situations now i know what to avoid um i've always been a big fan of saying i know what i don't want yeah right um but i'm still kind of looking for for like that tribe of you know eclectic um 
thought warriors who yeah. who are interested in in lots of different things and 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 don't get locked into like an ideology or um you know whatever to to just kind of be locked into one thing because i yeah. feel like because of that um you can always learn and sure. if you're not learning you're not learning from your mistakes yeah. so yeah do you trust your gut um like 80 20 mm. trust it mm. um you know i i grew up in the suburbs but it was rural suburbs when i was a kid so there wasn't like a lot of like i have to go with my gut on things it was kind of like i have to go with uh the sun or the uh the harvest <laughs> on things mm -hmm. so yeah. you know i mean like when 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 you're uh cleaning out horse stables and, and things like that it's it's not a matter of of any kind of intuition it's a matter of uh elbow grease yeah so uh as i've gotten older i have had lots of situations where i've had to trust my gut and you know sometimes i don't listen to it and that's where i get into trouble yeah yeah okay so how about let's move a little bit to decision making yeah, we're all faced with making really tough decisions sometimes i mean you kind of alluded to a couple of them there but how is it that you tend to make those tough decisions what's your thought process like in that uh typically it's research 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 um you know a fair bit of cyber stalking to really have all the information that i could possibly need to possibly get to to inform that decision and um you know that comes from using all the resources that are available to people online whether it's like social media or linkedin or down in bradstreet or something like that to you know digging into my past life as a journalist and yeah probably digging deeper than i am gonna admit to yeah yeah so you said digging into your past as a journalist is that what you were doing and where were you teaching ohio university or miami i taught at miami, at miami. uh okay. no i taught i taught um essentially everything digital, digital branding, social media, user experience, mm -hmm. uh, and usability. And then I taught the product development class, which is the senior capstone. So I did two years as a full-time visitor and I did two years as an adjunct. Do you like teaching? I loved it. It was the coolest experience I've ever had. Um, you know, going back to my alma mater teaching in the program that I helped start as a student, uh, was, it, it, it was it was humbling, it was eye opening, and it was the most fulfilling thing outside of being a dad that I've ever done. Yeah, wow. And I bet too when you've got guys like Austin, yeah, who break off and do their own yep. thing. Who I was fortunate enough to meet the yeah. one time when you brought him up. I mean, that's got to be so rewarding to see somebody like that. So yeah, I mean, I it's funny. I I've kept in touch with with more of them than I ever thought I would, and. I get a lot of, you know, over the four years, I probably had, you know, maybe 130 kids mm -hmm. um, and probably a solid like 60 or 70 of them will reach out at any given time during the year. Um, like, hey, can you look at my resume? Hey, I'm thinking about switching jobs. What do you think of this company? Or uh, I'm, I want to go from marketing to UX like you did. Or I'm, you know, I want to go to the startup, but I'm not sure. And, and you know, so like. It's a lot of fun. I want to move back to Ohio. That's that was a couple of them along uh, a couple years ago. Mm. Um, 
and you know so it, it's funny that they they think of me about that yeah um because i i definitely had my favorites um and you know me i'm not very good at keeping uh how i feel about someone off my face and so you know it was kind of always obvious um now i'll say this i i had very few that i didn't like um but at the same time you know i'm super proud of all of them and and when they you know their success is their success yeah um my my role in anything that someone like austin has done was to have been a miami alum who went back to stand on the other side of the classroom and do my best to prepare them for the real world, mm. not post college. Yeah, if that makes sense. Sure it does. Yeah, sure it does. That's cool. So let's let let's keep in this because this is the next segue is is switching over to wins, and giving us some good examples. I mean, I know that you that you count those as as good examples of wins for you, but but what else? Maybe something I've never heard of before. So I mean, like as far as wins, I mean with Miami, I, I definitely I was recognized by I was there for four years. And I was recognized by five senior classes hmm. as helping make their Miami experience better. I mean, that's huge. That, that sure. again, as an alum is, is a huge thing and, and something I'm super proud of. Um, being a dad is the biggest win of my life. Uh, that's what everything I do stems from. Um, when she was little, I, I worked, you know, I, I, you know, have my own business that my own, you know, solo practitioner, digital marketing shop, uh, that I ran for a long time before I decided to go back to work for the quote unquote man. Mm -hmm. Um, but being able to shift my schedule around her, like summer vacations, Christmas vacations, things like that to, to make sure that she knew she was a priority to me, um, is the biggest win I ever had because not a lot of dads and I'm not bashing anybody. This was just my priority. Not a lot of dads like do that, especially if they have daughters mm. to say, Hey, I am going to, instead of work 40 hours, 60 hours a week, I'm only going to work 20 hours a week. And it's only going to be why she's asleep at night. Mm -hmm. So I can maximize every day with her. Yeah. Um, that's probably the, the best win I ever had. I mean, as an athlete, you know, growing up, there was plenty of wins there and, but that was all hard work. Me, my biggest win with running, for example, was getting up at 6am and running 10 miles before school every day. Running more than swimming, huh? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. swimming was, swimming was, I, I, I think I told you this. I was like 11 before I realized you could go to the pool and have fun. Mm. So it's like, wait, you can just go and splash around. This, this <laughs> seems odd. Um, but no, it, it's that sort of thing. So, um, and I think like the infamous podcast is another huge win. I mean, we're sure coming up on is. six years. Uh, we're in the top 5% of websites in the globe. You wow. know, so we, we, we're not huge, you know, but at the same time we have a, we have a solid listenership and, yeah. you know, COVID affected that a little bit because we were a drive time show, mm -hmm. like people on the train, people in the car yeah. listen, cause that's how I crafted it. Yeah. Um, in that, like, not that we're salacious or, um, anything like Howard Stern or Opie and Anthony, but like, it was kind of in that vein yeah. with the conversational, you know, content. Right. Right. How many episodes now? Uh, 295 or 294 came out on yesterday. So yesterday. Uh, June 20th. Um, but all in, I think we've got like 330 bits of content mm. out there so far. And then 
Um, with the 300th episode coming up, we, we're going to do something special. That's cool. Is that so, the one that's going to be at Fretboard? I, actually, I was looking at the calendar trying to figure that out. So I think it's either the week before or the week after Fretboard. Mm. So mm. Okay. All right. Talk about the Fretboard thing a little bit more. When is that going to be? Uh, so that's July 19th. It's a Monday at 7 p.m. Um, they're doing this awesome thing for local Cincinnati, local Cincinnati podcasters. It's live from Fretboard on Monday nights or live from the Fretboard stage. And they just have local podcasters coming in and talking about it. Um, the first one was actually a DJ from Q102. She interviewed a woman who got lost in the desert and survived, and it's a really cool story. Um, a lot of beer-related podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, I think tonight, actually, when on the 21st as we're recording this, it's like a brewery roundtable where <laughs> they have a bunch of uh, – local breweries all getting together to, to talk cool. about the art of beer making. That's so, cool. Yeah. Do you think the downtown brewers are going to be there as well? Uh, I don't know which ones. I think right, he guys, said there were like guys. nine or 10 of them. Oh, that's so. cool. But I mean, like we're in very cool. greater Cincinnati. There's like 60. So yeah, a bunch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right, cool. So now let's talk about some traits. These are things that I believe that modern men embody some mm -hmm. traits and I'm going to, say a couple of words to you and you tell me whether any of these resonate with you if they don't or if you have other ones that do so those words are leadership honor integrity confidence and compassion i mean i think you know like leader being the first word i think everything below that is like you do all those things and you're a leader you become a good mm -hmm. leader um i i think my biggest and best trait is my tenacity uh mm. and my i'm i mean you know me i'm kind of intense mm -hmm. so i uh i get after it especially when i really want something um so i i feel like those are all very important i mean honor and integrity are in short supply in in the world right now and i think for those of us who who do put an onus on that and 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 try to live integrity more than anything. Um, cause I think honor is a byproduct of integrity. Um, that, that to me is probably one of the best things you could do. And, and if someone can describe you as someone who has a lot of integrity and someone you can count on and does what they say they're going to do, that's the best thing that you can possibly do as a man today. goes a long way. goes a long way. Yeah. You live your word. And I don't know whether that's getting, tougher as life continues or whether it gets easier and there's, there's there's two ways that i'm kicking back and forth in my head about that is as i get older does that get easier or as we tend to rely more on technology and hopefully we're getting smarter and smarter does mm -hmm. that get easier or does that get more difficult and i don't i i don't know i i you know i being a media junkie um I think the more we rely on technology, the more the cracks in people's integrity shows. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I know this isn't political and I'm not going to get political in any way, but you look at the way things are reported on and, um, you know, the, the two converging realities that happen and, yeah. and the people who, who are so tribal to their side, whatever their side is, there's a, a gross lack of integrity there. There's a gross lack of honor and, and there's a gross lack of compassion. And, you know, the more that we can foster those three traits in not just men, but anyone, the, the better off everyone will be. 
Yeah, and I took those in my pivot over to Sage Warrior Woman. Mm-hmm. Right. I kind of, I had one of my friends, Charlene Kingston. We've known each other since we were like five years old. <laughs> she helped me. She helped me redo those just a little bit yeah. in talking to women because there is a. I, we're very linear, right? And yeah. they, they live more by emotions than we do. Where we live more by logic, and this has to follow this, and this has to follow this, right? If you're an engineer, if you're guys like you and I, we can. I, I, I think we can cross those boundaries back and forth. But we tend to be, at least I do. I tend to be a little bit more of a free thinker. I yeah. can understand an engineer. And I can talk to an engineer, but I certainly don't think that way. Well, I think that everything we do has to be built upon empathy, especially as UX. Um, and that's why I can talk to an engineer. I can talk to a dev. I can talk to other designers. I can talk to management because just that sort of empathy comes intuitively to, to people like you and I. Mm-hmm. And being able to not just tell them what they want to hear, but empathize with what they're going through and then deliver bad news in a way that they understand, but at the same time taking ownership and, and, you know, um, not just giving them bad news. That's a problem, but coming back and say, this is the bad news. This is what's going to fix it. And this is what the next steps are to fix it. And I don't, I don't think that's anything like, I I don't think that's solely something that like a sage warrior gentleman does. I think that's what just, a sage warrior does sure. and, and sure. to, to make sure that everything's taken care of. Sure. And part of that too is when we're working with people like that is making sure that they understand that we're their partners and that we're there with them. And that's kind of in the realm of empathy, but kind of not, but still just helping them understand that we're there to help them fix the problems and that we're a partner right. with them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what does chivalry mean to you? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it has a bunch of different meanings. I mean, as a husband, you know, there there's chivalry with my wife and making sure that uh, she's protected and heard and, um, you know, feels safe and, and is challenged to to not only, like, help me be my best self, but for me to help her be her best. Um, as a dad of a daughter, it's, uh, it's completely different these days. It's, it's teaching her to be fierce and caring and, and protected and protective all at the same time, while at the same time teaching her to be a human being and not, um, half robot with her, her phone. Yeah. So, um, but you know, my, one of the things I'm always most proud of Haley about is she will hold the door for people. Yeah. Um, awesome. Like she really likes doing awesome. it. Like she made the joke when we went out to dinner on Friday night. She's like, maybe I'll be a bellhop. I'm like, yeah, that's not something <laughs> to aspire to. And I know she was just kidding, but I mean, but she's always done that. And we've had multiple times ever since she's been like old enough to go into the bathroom by herself at, the re- at a restaurant or something where a woman will come out of the restroom and stop at our table and be like, your daughter is the most polite kid I've ever met. And, you know, so, I mean, that makes me very proud and happy. Awesome. So. Yes, it does. Absolutely, it does. All right, what does style mean to you as a gentleman? Um, well, your style and my style are two entirely different <laughs> things. I am a classic T-shirt, typically Star Wars, in jeans. Uh, I just stopped wearing chucks years ago because of uh, plantar fasciitis, but, you know, comfy shoes. Um, but it, it, it's calm and comfortable, 
mm-hmm. I think would would be a good way. Um, you know, classic. So I don't know. Lately, I'm typically always dressed like I'm about to go to the gym. So you know that that's kind of my style at the moment. Which which you probably are about to go to the gym, right? So ah, not right now. Most times <laughs> this All morning. Right. All right, so let's talk about health. I've, I've, you, you and I have discussed this before. I know some of the some of the challenges that you've had with with injuries and whatever. So, what does health mean to you, and how you live your life? <sighs> uh, after twenty five, so I'll be forty four this year. So after twenty five, health took on a totally different meaning. Um, I got my first diagnosed con- concussion, um, and then fell apart. <laughs> so, uh, health is health is something that's really important. Like. Um, you know, we're talking about the gym a second ago. I, I go every day or not every day I go, I try and go five times a week. Um, but it's all about getting stronger. Um, because strength makes everything easier. Yeah. Um, and you know, eating healthy is, is a struggle because I love French fries probably more than almost anything on the planet. And, um, so, you know, it, it's a struggle to eat well, not to erase all the hard work at the gym. Yeah, but you know it, it, it's a balance too because you have to enjoy life. Um, mental health, I think, is is super important, and that's where things like the one wheel and the bike come into play. Mm. Uh, it's a great form of meditation while still being active and moving, and getting the blood flowing. And uh, you know, since Haley came along, my my adrenaline junkie days uh, were kind of put on the shelf, not by me. Um, <laughs> so. It, it kind of still gives you that little bit of a, a rush that, you know, lets you know you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. And that bike is so much fun to ride. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all I did was ride it around the parking lot for a couple of times, and I was like, all right, I'm getting me one of these. You definitely, everybody, it's a Super 73 <laughs> RX. Everyone should definitely get one. Um, yeah, no, I was, I, I rode it to the gym yesterday on, on, on Father's Day, and I had it locked up, and, and it was funny because I was doing my cardio to warm up, uh, and watching people walk by and like do the double take, like what is oh, that? Yeah. And I, I saw like a couple guys were like looking it over and like, what is this? Yeah. And, well, like, the the, the so. guy that asked us about it when we were having oh, yeah. dinner that so, one, yeah, the too, old guy had it on so, the porch. That's funny. <laughs> so. Thinking about getting that, but yours, it's 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 built more like an electric motorcycle than an electric bicycle. Well, so I've modded it out. Like you I know, know you so. have, but it's not a bicycle frame though. I mean, you've got the longer seat because I've seen some that are I mean, bicycle still, frames. Yeah. With, with like I an mean, it's arm. like the old beach cruiser. That that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. I loved but, it. I yeah. loved riding it. It was a lot of fun. All right, let's see. Uh, we're getting down towards the end here. Just a couple of questions left. We've we've gotten through a lot in a little bit of time here. So let's talk about it this way then. If you were to mentor a younger person, what do you think would be your best subject area to mentor someone on? Uh, probably like, you know, technology, just general use of, you know, uh, whether it's design tools or marketing tools or uh, podcasting, whatnot, you know, uh, that's an area. I mean, I've obviously like, you know, I, I've mentored a lot of people just kind of in like their career path. Yeah. Um, and because I've made some mistakes in my career, uh, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at helping them like look out for some of those landmines and making sure that they don't necessarily have to struggle the way I did. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. All right. I'm going to pivot here for just a minute because we're 
really have gotten through a lot in not very much time at all. So <laughs> are, are you the type of a person who sets goals? You know, there's back and forth all the time, set goals, don't set goals. You read this and it says, no, nah, you don't want to do it that way. You want to do it this way. So how do you feel about setting goals to achieve things? Um, I used to be a very strict goal setter. It was, you know, um, I mean, that came from being an elite runner, right? Like mm -hmm. there was a clock that was my constant enemy. Um, after I got hurt, I didn't wear a watch for like six years. Wow. I didn't, I didn't, I never knew what time it was. Uh, I just had zero interest in the concept of time. Mm -hmm. Um, so from there it, it, it changes. I don't necessarily, it's not necessarily a goal. Like I won't write down like something and say, okay, I have to achieve this. Like I want to lose 30 pounds. So I write down, I want to lose 30 pounds by this date. Right. Mm -hmm. I more plan and set up the process for how I'm going to do it. And then I make sure I build that as a habit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of three weeks to build a habit three days to destroy a habit. Hmm. Um, and I do whatever I can to never get to those three days. Those three days. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that I found has helped me be um, much more successful at what would probably be tra traditionally called goal setting. Yeah. Um, because the habits you form are what leads you to success or failure or, you know, um, good relationships or bad relationships yeah. or, you know, um, like for existence, the infamous podcast we recorded on Saturday this week. So our episodes go out on Sundays. Um, I didn't have time to do any of like the video production stuff for, mm. for our YouTube channel. So I did all of that, like late Sunday night, like early this morning, mm -hmm. um, to make sure everything got to the point where it could render. And then I scheduled it later this afternoon. But you know, it, it's one of those things where like, I very easily could have been like, you know what, I'm just going to do it later instead of, you know, our normal Friday night recording where I just knock everything out between yeah. 7 PM and 1 AM. Yeah. So is procrastination ever an enemy? Constantly. Yeah. So I love it though. Progress, procrastinate, procrastinate. I can't even say it. Words are hard, Jeff. Uh, procrastination, I think, depending on your mindset, can really push innovation. Um, okay. Talk about that. I, 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 if I have too much time, I'm going to tinker mm. and I'm going to break it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to break whatever it is I'm trying to do. Uh, now, procrastination is not always the the word of the day, but there there are times where if you are not in the right frame of mind and you can put something off while doing something else, you I typically will will get that just stroke of insight or whatever mm -hmm. from something else to mm -hmm. come back and be like, okay, and just knock it right out. Yeah, that's why that's why I'll stop and go into the studio and paint. Mm -hmm. I'll be up against the problem and I just can't see my way around it. And so I just close everything up for 15 minutes. Yeah. And I go in the studio and I get some paints out. I make some colors up. I put something on a canvas or on a piece of paper. And that kind of that kind of frees me up a little bit. Like I was reading about the five-minute rule today. The five-minute rule. Where it's um, like if you're procrastinating or you just feel overwhelmed, just tell yourself, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do this for five minutes. Mm, mm. And if I haven't made any progress, yep. I have the permission to quit after five minutes. Yep. But typically you you get past whatever block that is. Yeah. Um, that's interesting because I think I kind of inadvertently do that. But five minutes is not nearly 
long enough to sit there to give myself like right, to give right. up um but like that kind of mentality like sometimes you do just have to sit down and power through yeah um but you know again in here it's I'll, I'll i can change my perspective i can sit i can stand sure uh i can take the tablet out into the kitchen and, and do whatever um so i found with procrastination as a tool instead of an enemy it's all about changing my environment to kind of get past it mm, cool yeah and that five minute rule thing really is cool I, I think i think if you do on purpose say that and set that as your framework i'm going to work on this for five minutes and see what happens it chunks it down mm -hmm. It kind of puts it into this realm of the possible for you because now you're not looking at this as something that's going to take you four days to do. Right. Or three hours to do or whatever. So, yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Mine's more like the 15-minute rule. Like, yeah. You know, in like five minutes, I, I, I'm just barely getting warmed up. So. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right. So final question for you, my friend. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, spay no I'm kidding <laughs> um you know i i think i i don't know you've been trying to get me on the show for a while and i've been ducking you um because i you know you you talk about style and and chivalry and and honor and all this stuff and it's like i'm i'm, I'm still a man child i you know i live and breathe star wars i live and breathe bikes and skiing and skateboarding and you know um listening to the other shows you you have all these very accomplished people um like elder statement statesmen if you will who have like these fantastically long careers i'm on my third um <laughs> you know and, and so i i have a, a tremendous amount of imposter syndrome sitting here talking to you today um but at, at the same time i i've taken a very deliberate path in my life mm -hmm. that i don't think everybody is brave enough to do Mm. And and I think that's probably why you wanted to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And because you're a good buddy and because I think you're a lot more mature than you give yourself credit for. You're, you're more mature in a lot of ways than some people I know who are like 10 years older than you. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of when you have a responsibility, like that's your responsibility and, it. and it's a priority. Yeah. Um, you know, that that comes from being a pseudo farm kid you mm. know you you have you have your role to play yeah um like bills like you know i pay all my bills at the beginning of the month so right. i don't have to worry about it um but at the same time like i have a responsibility to spend time with angel to spend time with Haley, to spend time with the pup to mm. spend time with my friends and things like that and, and yeah. i i that always trumps something like work yeah so, yeah. um, you know, I, I think the other thing, and this is going to sound funny because we're both professional designers, but podcasting is like a huge creative outlet for me. And when sure. I tell people like, well, it's a creative outlet and they're like, well, you're creative for a living. It's like, it's not even close to being the same thing. <laughs> so, right. Right. Cool. But all right, man. Well, good deal. Thank you very, very much for finally getting on. <laughs> Thanks for you. having me. So Yeah, it was an awesome podcast. Welcome. Man. Welcome to the Nerd In Studio. Yeah. Come back anytime. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Bye. All right. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sage Warrior Gentleman podcast. And remember that you can join us and get a free guide over at sagewarriorgentleman.com. 
We'd love to have you join our conversation and please help us spread the word if you feel this could help someone you know and care about.